So are you a good listener? Most of us like to think we are. I certainly do. But then there are those moments when gulp, we're brought up short by something we didn't hear, by something we did not notice when we were listening. And that happened for me this week at a multi-faith forum that some of us attended. It was on the distorted moral narrative of Christian nationalism. That's a huge mouthful. But it's basically looking at how Christian nationalism has this idea that America is God's and God is for America. So we had Muslim, Jewish, Hindu, and indigenous leaders and several Christian faith leaders of color talking about the devastation that's been wreaked on their communities. Wreaked on their communities by the idea that the Christian right has has infused Christianity with, or has fused Christianity with white supremacy. The idea that we are the chosen land of God and that God's will is easily discernible in what policies, politicians, and parties we follow. It was a challenging evening. And near the end, the question came up of what's next? Where do we go from here? And so my head went to making all sorts of to-do lists, ministry initiatives, social media stuff. Maybe we should look into collaborations with different churches, with different organizations. And then one of the panelists, Tahil Sharma, said that basically Christians need to shut up and listen. Hmm. Well, down went my iPhone. Down went all my ideas. He said, if you want to know what to do, you should ask. Ask those who are hurting. Ask for the stories of those who are being harmed. But don't ask a question if you don't really want to hear the answer. And don't answer the question yourself with what you think it should be. Don't project your ideas onto the person. Instead, come in total humility and openness as peers, setting aside any power one might have, setting aside the idea, well, I'm listening to you so I can help poor you. Like, listen to each other with the dignity of one another. Enter a true dialogue as peers. Then shut up and listen. And listen for the truth. As a nation, we are not great listeners. We ask questions, but often with our own agenda and projections in mind. I mean, just look at Pilate in today's gospel. He's asking, are you the king of the Jews? And this is the charge upon which Jesus will be condemned. And how does Jesus reply? He calls out Pilate for his feigned neutrality. He says, are you asking me this sincerely? Or are you prejudiced because of what other people have told you about me? Have you made up your mind? Because yes, Pilate's question is full of biases. And it's full of Pilate's own answer to the question. Because no matter what Jesus says, he's going to be seen and is seen as a threat. 
He's seen as a threat because the power he has has been abundantly apparent in all the healings and the miracles, the light, the, the truth that has been brought out by Christ in his ministry. So how often are we kind of like Pilate in positions of authority or power, be it in our jobs, our homes, our families, other, other places? relationship with each other how often are we like Pilate, asking questions that we've kind of already decided the answer to and in doing so denying the person we're with the full dignity of who they are or maybe we're on the other end maybe we're the one in a disempowered position knowing that the questions being asked of us are not ones that answers want to be heard. Knowing that the questioner may not want to hear what we have to say or will not hear. And we see it all the time in the justice system. Survivors of sexual violence, domestic abuse, trying to tell their stories yet being blamed having projections of who they are placed on them so the truth of the hurt and the harm does not come out. Or this week in the Rittenhouse trial, we have a judge who decided that the people who were shot could not be called victims. The language they had to use was looters. Power shaping language, power shaping speech and worldly power silencing truth, twisting truth. And here's the the twist in the gospel. What Jesus ultimately declares to Pilate is that he is the truth. In our reading, he says, I came into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. So the realm in which Jesus reigns, the realm that he is king, so to speak, is not a location or a place or of a population. It's a realm of truth. Truth that is love. Truth that embraces absolutely everyone. Truth that is justice. And a justice that honors the dignity of everyone. Justice that is of mutual abundance. Jesus is the truth that saves and the truth that serves. So there Jesus is, standing before Pilate as truth, proclaiming truth, being truth. So how do we know this truth? Well, we've taken one step. We're here this morning. It's a very humbling walk. There are no signposts saying absolutely this is or this is not true. And we are not the absolute keepers and the ones determining what truth is. Truth is God. So our walk is a humble one. It's a walk of seeking truth. It's a walk where we have to be open and listening all the time. And especially those times when there may be news we don't want to hear. I mean, this week is Thanksgiving. It's a great celebration and time to lift our eyes in gratitude to God. 
But there's a whole truth around Thanksgiving I kind of would not want to hear about. But it's a real truth of how our indigenous siblings were wiped out in the founding of this nation. Our indigenous siblings saying, maybe we shouldn't call this Thanksgiving, we should call it truth-giving. Maybe we get together and share our truths, the truth of the history. And I think back to how I learned about Thanksgiving as a kid, and uh, I'd never learned any name of a tribe. I just knew there was a nice, nice meal and made the little Indian hats and the little pilgrim hats. I did not learn that in my own city, in my own state, how many people had been wiped out for simply being indigenous. Truth-giving. I like that. And it doesn't mean we have to give up on things that we love about Thanksgiving, but we need to hold the truth of everyone's experience with equal dignity. And we need to hear, and only in hearing and listening and acknowledging can we too be saved. And in only in hearing and listening and acknowledging can we truly serve one another. Can we truly make those to-do lists of what to do? So our call as Christians is to listen to Jesus' voice, to listen to the truth, to seek the truth, to believe in the truth. So my own marching orders for this Thanksgiving week, shut up and listen. Amen.